Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. We are finally getting started on the cartel. <laughs> Because, like anything else, a little more in-depth than we thought. Just a bit. <laughs> there is a beautiful playlist on YouTube titled The Cartel. Very nice. That is 58. Holy cow. You didn't watch it. I did not watch. No. Okay. 58 videos. And I think that it's great. However, they, I think that they put the full episodes oh so there's but also okay when you first heard of the cartel what was your initial expectation my gosh this is a hard question see i didn't like the word cartel because in my mind that's like super shady kind of like what sunny runs okay and then whenever i read in the handy dandy scrapbook here and there about Paul Hornsby being part of it. Mm -hmm. To me, that made it sound like it was more upscale. A cartel is an association of manufacturers or suppliers with the purpose of maintaining prices at a high level and restricting competition. It's also a co coalition or cooperative arrangement between political parties intended to promote a mutual interest. So I agree. Okay, so when I hear Paul Hornsby, I think more about Hayden's dad and the like walk, white collar because, crime. Yeah, I like, I don't mean to be stereotyping my crimes, but I felt like you cartel think? just seems more Druggy. shady, druggy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay, that, that was my expectation when they kept saying 
cartel. I was like, and when they kept talking about Leopold being involved in it, you didn't know that. Guess what? There are drugs involved in this. Okay. Yeah, no. Hmm. I assumed that it was business related and maybe some guns. There is business. But I did not know there was drugs with it. So you thought that Sonny would be involved in it. I did. I thought Sonny would be when you, again, in my stereotypes of how crime works, Sonny is more the type of person to be involved in a cartel than Paul Hornsby and what's his name? You just said it. Leopold. Thank you. Leopold. And I think the thing is, I mean, and and fair enough, not fair enough. I mean, we do learn about how many corporations do bankroll. True. But you just never hear of them being, quote, part of the cartel. Cartel, to me, is more local, which I think is why I think of Sonny. And I know that Sonny, like, reaches all over the country. But you see him in Port Charles. 99% 99% of the time. Running I feel like cartel is more there. international, like with it coming in through like c- getting stopped by customs and stuff like that. But th- we do see Sunny going through that. We do see Sunny yeah. going through that. But that's what I mean is cartels more, um, hands on product y. Okay. And when I think of Paul Hornsby and them, I think of business like bank accounts and that type of fraud. Okay. Does that make sense? And especially going back into the 90s, because this happened in 1991. Yeah. You don't think about... So, I mean, I think in this day and age that it would be reasonable to think of a cartel being more cyber. Right. One's a paper trail and one is an actual trail of goods is where my thought is. Okay. So, cartel, that's why I'm not thinking the people that they keep mentioning were involved in it. I'm like, what is this all about? Even though once you found out that Cesar Faison was also involved, you didn't think that, oh yeah, that makes sense that that would also be cartelish. Yeah, but. And then knowing that, oh, did you know that, uh, Harlan Barrett? Yes. Brenda's dad. Yes. Was involved. Yes. So. Yeah. So I, yeah, I need, I need the information. Okay. Give me the 411, Shannon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was just wondering like where, cause my frame of reference was the same. Like I was like, wait, he was pushing drugs and I don't know why, but then to read that description and it's not really anything to do with drugs. It's just the phrase that's used yeah. to describe that type of arrangement, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, we don't hear about like cyber cartels, right? You know, I agree. Okay. So, okay. Faison has done his stuff, but I feel like he's more... The way that we think about him is kind of more Obrechtish. You know, like they were the people in the labs doing the medical right. stuff. He's like mad not scientist, crazy. Right. Not cartel. Not mm-hmm. criminal cartel. Right. You know, Leopold ran a publication. Mm-hmm. So you don't think about that. You know, Harlan Barrett makes sense because, but makes sense now because now. we know that Brenda's dad did that. Right. And Paul Hornsby, attorney, which I mean, they're definitely not without their. I mean, it just goes to anyone show you, can be involved. In- anyone can be involved in the cartel. Yes. you don't know who's shady and who's not. Your yes. neighbor, cartel member. Yes, <laughs> like the show Good Girls. I love that show. I want to be them when I grow <laughs> up. Okay, <laughs> so I guess the right place to start ish is, and that's the thing. So I thought. I don't know what I thought I was going to find. Okay. Because we just did the 411 on Leopold. Yeah. We just did the 411 on Dominique. Mm-hmm. And then find out that Paul Hornsby's in it. But I was so not expecting that. And 
it's actually mostly Paul's story. Yeah. And then also to find out like Faison. Mm-hmm. And then there's ELQ. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, that's right. This is when we actually met Mac, which we've also talked about, but not in the detail that we talk about things now. Right. I did like this week whenever Maxie was like, yeah, Mac was on the run, blah, blah, blah. Like she says it so nonchalantly. Like, doesn't right. everyone know that that's how it was? So exactly. It does. It was a whole different time back then. So this playlist, I started to watch the videos and then most of this information came from Curly Q Girls, weekly recaps, daily recaps, also General Hospital fandom, looked a lot to Paul Hornsby's story, but then also Harlan Barrett and then also ELQ and only a teeny tiny bit of phase on because that guy has done so much that this <laughs> period of his life was literally like two sentences. Wow. So, yeah, it was really, really kind of weird, but I guess we we have to kind of set the stage. Okay. All right. So there's four major players in this cartel. Okay. Cesar Faison. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my husband to come running down the stairs. I didn't know. I and was he did waiting. not. He did not. And then there was Paul Hornsby, who mm-hmm. we're going to find out is actually more of the front runner. Mm-hmm. Harlan Barrett. Mm-hmm. And Leopold Taub. Okay. So... Most of these people actually came at this time too. So it's not like they were also established characters. Mm-hmm. Cesar's first, he first came in 1990, but, and this is, I mean, we're just gonna have to get into him a whole other wow. time, but look at, like, it's literally like a, a sentence. Oh my gosh. Here's the first sentence of Faison. He first surfaces in Paris, France in 1990 under the alias P.K. Sinclair, an adventure novelist. I want these to be real books. I know. With a penance for cigars. In reality, he's a former employer of Anna Devane during her days with the WSB, the rival agency, the DVX. Also during this time, he plans to like ruin the marriage. So the only thing that it says about Faison, like in Faison's little recap here, we'll do this. We'll read the little recap of his his involvement in the cartel. Okay. It says a short time later, we're not going to get into that, but then Faison resurfaces and is revealed to be a member of the mysterious cartel. In an effort to keep Sean and Paul Hornsby in line, Faison poisons Tiffany Hill and Susan Hornsby while hypnotizing and mind controlling Robert and Anna. Along with Max Scorpio and Bill Eckert, Robert, Anna, Shaw, and Paul all join forces to bring down the gar- cartel while Faison escapes. We're just going to leave it at that. Okay. But there's only literally one other yeah. sentence. Right? So, right. I mean, you would think. Yes. He wasn't necessarily, I mean, he was the ringleader, but you'd think that there'd be more. Harlan Barrett arrived in 1991, and he came to save the sunken vessel, the SS Tracy. So real quick, we will go to ELQ. And remember, in 1988, it was presumed that Edward was dead, and all of the assets and ELQ was transferred to Ned. Mm-hmm. But then... In 1991, ELQ was taking losses that concerned the quartermains, but Ned assured them that the ship called the SS Tracy was docking with machinery that would revitalize their cannery and rebuild the quartermain money. However, an environmental group called the Green Belts was rallying to protest the arrival of the ship, which they claimed to carry unsafe chemicals. The ship exploded in the dock and Ned was furious as he suspected the ship was ship was sabotaged. Following this, Alan and Monica realized that neither Ned nor Tracy could run the family business and hired Paul Hornsby to save ELQ. Yep. However, 
Paul was part of the drug cartel that simply wanted Tracy's stock shares. And we'll leave it at that. So then Harlan, Harlan, sorry, I keep wanting to add a D at the end of his name, was brought in to help save the sunken vessel, the SS Tracy. Mm-hmm. Harlan notices Bill Eckert has the initiative to raise the ship with a unique invention and quickly hires Bill as the chief engineer for Barrett Industries. And then they talk about how he was like a ladies man and all this stuff. And basically the whole goal of the cartel was also this drug stuff, but also to get control of ELQ. Yep. So then Leopold, we knew as being Dominique's husband. Right. But he came to Port Charles. And also we knew that when we did this, that he had a very brief right up to begin with. Life. (laughs) That too. Well, time on scene. So then it just talks about how I feel like we really can't get too much into Leopold just because we've already talked about him. Um, so that's kind of setting the stage. But then and the little bit that I did watch some of the videos, it was awesome having four bad guys all sitting there talking and like ma- mapping out their plans. Like, I don't know. It was kind of cool. It was nice Different to see. Different than the five families that's never five. Right. But like <laughs> they were really sitting there you know, planning and plotting, but then it was also bringing in, it brought in so many more people than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of where we are. Cause like I, of course it makes sense that Sean Donnelly was involved because, you know, police commissioner. <sighs> Come on, Sean, get your stuff together. But then like, I forgot that it was also the introdu- introduction of Mac. And then all the stuff that we talked about with Dominique was, and Mac was happening during all of this. Yes. So Mac actually arrived in the first video and I'm, we're not going to get all into that. But in the second video, Anna says that if Robert has anything to do with it, Robert will never meet him because Robin's like, what do you mean? I have an uncle. Right. And they're like, and then, no, if he's bad, you're not seeing him. And then Mac winds up raising her. Yeah. So Paul Hornsby's first appearance was March 18th, 1991. Harlan Barrett's was March 7th. I'm sorry. 1991 should have done that in order. Leopold's was June 6th, 1991. So like three months difference there. Yeah. And then Paul Hornsby, we just talked about. And then Faison, I believe it said that he came back in June. Faison returned to town on June 26th, 1991, just in time to wreak havoc on the newly married Robert and Anna as he begins brainwashing them and still obsessed with Anna Devane. He joins the cartel with, so I want to know who started the cartel because they all joined it. Who started it? I don't know. I'm going to go with Barrett. Okay. That's oh, yeah. my guess. Okay. Well, let's go to his. Yes. It says Barrett, Leopold, Faison, and Lord Ashton later form a cartel. Why does it say Lord Ashton? Wait. Larry Ashton. Okay. Later form a cartel and corner the market on international trade with use of dangerous carcinogens, carbon disulfide. The toxin is manufactured at the, at the cannery canning operation and is used as an elaborate ruse for their true purpose. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, when was Larry Ashton in this? Hold on. Oh, Larry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Larry Ashton formed the cartel to gain the... I'm so sorry that I missed in all this. This has literally taken me a month to just do this bare minimum. And I missed this. Larry returned to Port Charles in 1991. He formed a cartel to control global business with carbon disulfide. To achieve their goals, they thought that it would be best for Paul Hornsby. Okay. How did I miss that one line? Okay. so. So sorry. So Lord Larry Ashton is Ned's dad. Yeah. He formed the cartel, brought in Harlan Barrett, Leopold Leopold Taub, and Cesar Faison. (laughs) Then they brought in... But why did he leave? Anyway, 
he had some other business dealing going on. Didn't he have to leave because he was going to be imprisoned? He was literally only mentioned one time in all of the research I did with the write-ups, like the, the right. weekly. So I missed the one line of him being in there yeah. to go look to his fandom page to see that he's actually the one who formed it. Okay. But then he left. So that's why he wasn't all through it. Right. So on May 31st, Sean tells Frisco that he thinks some sort of cartel is setting up Robert and he's going to start investigating. Then June 25th, the day before Faison came back, Sean comes to see Robert and he tells him that he may have found a break in the Hornsby case because he found a file with things all in code and he thinks that the file connects Paul to Mac and Robert. And what I could figure out without going down a whole rabbit hole was earlier in the year that he had been a part of the sabotaging of the SS Tracy and he was trying to take over ELQ. He had been working with Harlan Barrett and lots of business and like they had a lot of business dealings. There was controversy around the ELQ stock and they brought Sean in on things and Mac had been presumed dead at some point. And he was the only one that knew what Paul was up to because Paul had hired him Mm -hmm. to sabotage the SS Tracy. And Paul had a file about ELQ stolen from his office. So then Leopold winds up not being happy that Mac is alive. And we talked about that with Leopold and Dominique. But then after the ELQ file is missing from Paul's office, Leopold reminds Paul that his daughter's well-being is at stake should their plans fall apart. So that's his daughter, Susan. Mm -hmm. He is then summoned by the cartel, Leopold Faison and Harlan. And Harlan, I'm so sorry, and informs them that they believe Sean is responsible for the missing file. They give Paul 24 hours to retrieve the file. So he hires a man to break into Sean's office and find it. The man finds the file and gives it to Paul, but this only leads to more problems between himself and Sean. So Paul is definitely already shady. I feel like if you were to read this at at face value, it sounds like Paul was being blackmailed by the cartel. Not so much. He definitely was not all innocent. The week of July 2nd through 8th, Sean Sean calls Paul Hornsby and Sean wants him to come to the office where he then accuses him of the break-in. Paul tells Sean that he better not mess with him if he does not want the past to come back and haunt him. At lunch, Sean tells Tiffany that he has the WSB investigating Paul, and Sean freaks out when he sees Faison walk into the Poor Charles Hotel, and Faison and Sean start talking. Tracy then comes to Sean's apartment and asks if he has any real proof that Paul is dishonest. Sean says that he did, but it was taken away. Tracy's not buying it. Meanwhile, Paul meets Faison at the bar, and Paul tells Faison that Donnelly doesn't have any proof. Faison offers Paul his help in eliminating Sean. Harlan tells Lucy to make dinner reservations for him and Bill. And then Julia and Bill have a meeting. So basically Harlan was setting up Julia, who is Harlan's daughter to work with Bill. And she wants, Julia wants Paul to fire some machinist and like they're getting in a spat and everything. And then Tracy continues to speak with Sean and tells him that he better get proof on Paul or be faced with a slander lawsuit. She leaves and then Sean calls the WSB and has them triple check Paul. Then Harlan calls Julia and tells him that he needs to, Harlan calls and Julia tells him that he needs to fire Bill. And then Harlan is in a meeting with Faison and Leopold. He tells them he is grooming a new man. So he's grooming Paul to come into their inner circle. Then on July 4th, Tracy brings Paul to a picnic. She tells him that the Q's always throw the biggest parties and that Edward was proud to be an American. He compliments her and she tells him that he is quite the smooth talker. Leopold tells that tells the housekeeper that he's leaving for Europe and he figures out that Dominique was kidnapped or taken and later that the housekeeper knew about it. And the next day, Paul shows up to talk to 
Tiffany and he asks Tiffany to get Sean off his back. He says that Sean's continued interference in Paul's affairs can have repercussions. She asks if that's a threat. Bill and Julia continue to bicker about running the business and Tiffany tells Sean that Paul threatened her slash him and Sean is not so happy about it. He tells Mac to get Dominique's book no matter what and this is that book of codes mm-hmm. that, and then this is that file because remember when we were talking about Dominique we're like what the heck do they need this for? They need it to decipher the codes that they found at the beginning of this. Then Paul meets with Faison and tells him that he paid Tiffany a little visit and tells Faison that he needs something to distract Sean. I mean, I don't think Paul meant for what was going to happen to happen. But Faison's like, sure, I'll distract him. (laughs) Because then Paul calls Sean and says that they need to talk. And Paul denies ever threatening Tiffany. They make plans to meet at the Poor Charles Bar. Faison decides to go see Tiffany. And he puts something in her glass of milk. She drinks it and then passes out. Ugh. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't drink milk. Why you shouldn't drink a drink you did not make yourself <laughs> when given to you by a stranger. I hate milk. Paul and Sean continued a conversation at the bar. And meanwhile, Paul had been like trying to delay Sean from going and leaving. Mm-hmm. Paul gets a call. Faison says that he can leave now. Where did he get the call? It was 1991. Did we have a cell phone? Maybe they called the bar. Oh, they probably called it Outback. And we're like, hey, is Paul there? Paul tells Sean to forget it. Later, Faison warns Paul that Sean is smart which makes him a worthy adversary. He tells Paul that Sean has a nasty surprise waiting for him when he gets home. Paramedics have an unconscious Tiffany on oxygen and Sean and Robin worry over her. I think Robin is the one who found her. And once at GH, Tony examines Tiffany and orders tests. So this is really like a full canvas storyline that I did not think I was going to be getting into. Tony asks Robin and Sean to recount what happened, and Robin explains that she just found Tiffany on the couch and thought that she was asleep until she would not wake up. Sean is impatient with Tony's lack of answers. I mean, takes time to run some tests. Tony will run a CAT scan to see if Tiffany had a stroke, and Sean sits sits by Tiffany's bedside and encourages her to hang on and not give up. Because I think this was also very shortly after their wedding. I think that's what we had talked about with Dominique. Mm -hmm. So then Harlan, Faison, and Leopold meet. Harlan tells them he has to put Bill Eckerd to a test. He gave him his daughter, Julia, to contend with. Faison says he has neutralized Sean Donnelly via his wife. With Sean distracted by Tiffany's recovery, the cartel moves to their next phase. In the ELQ boardroom, Tracy reviews everyone's stock holdings. Bill and Julia point out they own 36%. The Qs are upset. Bill reads the bylaws and tells the Qs that they can't make a move without his and Julia's approval. Bill gets a call from Harlan to see how's it going. Harlan tells Bill to watch out for Tracy because she is a leopard. <laughs> is that like a cheetah? <laughs> So that oh, would have made more sense because right. that would have been like a little pun, like she's a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Instead of a teeter. Um, okay. Harlan then tells the rest of the cartel that their Port Charles operation is going strong and that he tried to marry Tracy to get her 11%, but it didn't work. So he has Paul Warnsby on that matter. That was so not nice. Don't be marrying Tracy. She really thought that Paul was like in it to win it. He says Paul has youth and Tracy will fall for him and be intrigued. So I feel like we're not going to have to do, eventually maybe we'll just do a full Harlan, but we can also just throw this in there. He was known to be quite the little ladies man and brags about it quite often that he could have any woman he wants. And he had set his eyes on Tracy, yes, who was also, I mean, it was definitely reciprocated. Mm-hmm. 
Dating the wealthy socialite would prove very beneficial as Harlan is after stock in ELQ. He made the mistake of angering Monica Quartermain, Lucy Co., and Tracy. Like, that is a, that's a combo of women you don't want to make mad. So they drug him and hold him captive overnight in the Quartermain mansion. Is that Harlan that they hold? That was Harlan, yep. Okay, so... The book says Tracy, Monica, and Lucy, in a rare show of unity prompted by mutual ELQ greed, teach Harlan a lesson by seducing him into great expectations with each of them and then plastered him in a full body cast. Wow. <laughs> you don't want to get on the bad side of those women because they're not just going to like slap you across the face. Okay. No. Um, Paul initially opposes such measures, but agrees to the whole marrying Tracy thing after being reminded of the consequences, which is his daughter. Right. Tracy has a talk with Edward's portrait. I love when they did that. Yeah. She is desperate for his advice about Paul. She doesn't want to make the same mistake she made with Mitch. She tells him it's a long time since she had felt the way felt this way about anyone. She notices a picture that fell off the wall and runs to tell Lila to find out what it means. Because Lila would have all those conversations with Edward also. I would think it means that he doesn't agree if pictures are falling, but okay. Right. Sean, or what was the picture? Like, was it the picture of Edward and Lila on their wedding day? Like, that could true. be a sign of, yeah, go ahead. That's true. Sean yells at Tom. He tells him he has a pill that the cartel gave him and wonders why they won't try it. They say it's risky. Sean insists they give her the pill. Tony tells Sean that everything is still inconclusive and Sean gets a note that says, don't wait too long to give her the pill. So I'm assuming there's talking about um, Tiffany to get her out yes. of her. Yes. Whatever. It's like the in. anti. Yes. Anti-venom pill. <laughs> Antidote. Yes. So then Sean comes to Paul's office. He asks him to explain the note at the hospital that he got. It sounds pretty self-explanatory. Bobby and Tony are in Tiffany's room. They still can't find out what's wrong with her. Paul tells Sean that the pill will save his wife. Sean doesn't think he can trust him. Paul tells him if he waits too long, he will regret it. He's talking from life experience with this disease. Paul tells him again not to wait too long to give it to Tiffany, and Tiffany has a grand mal seizure. They have to take her off the temporary medicine. Sean insists they try the, the pill Paul gave them. Sean talks to Amy Vining about Tiffany's condition. Oh, I miss mm. Amy. He hears Tiffany's voice and she is awake and feeling better. Tony tells him to put the pill away. Tony tells Steve and Tom he doesn't know if Tiffany's recovery is false or not. Paul shows up at GH and asks Sean how Tiffany is. And Sean tells him she's fine without the pill. And Paul tells Sean not to throw the pill away. Shouldn't somebody be taking this pill and trying to figure out what's in it? So in case this happens to more people, what are we doing? Right. I don't know. Julia and Bill are trying to find Harlan. He left on a plane without leaving a flight plan. Harlan is at Leopold's house. Leopold questions Harlan's plan to bring Bill into the mix. Harlan calls Bill and Julia to tell them he has a big surprise. Robert and Anna show up at the hospital to see Tiffany. Sean tells Robert the deal with Paul Hornsby that he gave his gave him a pill to help Tiffany. Robert wants to take care of Paul. Sean wants to wait. Harlan's lawyer shows up and gives him half the plant. That's the canning. Oh, the cannery thing yeah. to Bill. Julia freaks out because her dad gave Bill half the cannery. 
and adjacent land. Scott shows up and tells Bill the only thing Julia can do is buy him out because she thought that she was being groomed to like take over everything. Right. right. So the fact that he then gave it to Bill was like, what the heck, dad? Yep. Tracy shows up at Robert's office. Alan, Monica, and Ned are there. Robert reads Edward's letter, which tells them about the cartel and how he refused to be a part of it. He felt his life might be in danger. Robert basically tells them Edward died a hero and nobody knew about it. They can't believe Edward had been murdered. Tracy vows she will get every one of them. Robert tells Tracy to sit on the letter and tell nobody about it. Tracy storms out telling Robert she will help him and she will get every piece of ELQ back if it's the last thing she does. Sean shows up and Robert fills him in. Finian tells Mac that Paul Hornsby betrayed him and helped him. Finian tells Mac that he was duped by Paul. Mac understands. The quartermain show up at the Outback opening. Sean and Tiffany show up with Robert and Anna. Faison shows up. Robert tells Mac that Faison is an enemy. Anna calls Robert over to her table to warn her about Faison. Paul and Tracy show up. Mac is not happy. Faison looks over at Paul. Tracy is looking at Tiffany, wondering how she made such a great recovery in such a short time. And Paul comments that he hopes it's not temporary. Faison comes over and sits with Anna at the Outback, which just feels like it would be gross. She is wondering why he is still there. Robert walks up and tells him to get lost. Robert and Faison take it outside. Tracy and Paul go back to the Quartermain Mansion. Paul tries to get her to tell him what's in the letter that Edward wrote. He tells Tracy that he thought she trusted him, which is the first sign of why she shouldn't trust him. Tracy starts to relent and tell him, but instead tells him that he needs to get all the ELQ stocks back into the family. Paul looks frustrated that she wouldn't confide in him. If you're pushing someone too hard, they know that you want the information for not good things. Right. Okay. At the Brownstone, they are all watching the news when Tiffany collapses. And she was reporting on Mrs. Perry having been killed at the Outback, which was part of Dominique's storyline. Ah, okay. Yeah. So again, they should have analyzed the pill and then we would have had plenty to go around. What are we doing? All right. So this is going to be a little shorter than... You know, we usually do multiple parts, but we are limited on recording time today. So I feel like this was a good setup, though. Get you interested? Yeah. You know the main players. Yeah, we get to. I mean, the big thing is Tiffany was poisoned, and now she's collapsed again. So there's your cliffhanger, guys. That's your cliffhanger for next week, and introduces you to everyone. We also are going to. It it really is crazy how many people wind up becoming part of this story. So. Yes, the book mentions. That Julia and Bill get together. Like that happened at the same time. It did. So it was very difficult. So the book says, um, Harlan Barrett bought his daughter, Julia to Port Charles and set her as a co set her up as co-owner with Bill of the cannery had purchased from ELQ. Julia was a hotshot marketing genius, but she didn't know anything about fish oil. Bill observed as she fell into a vat of gunky stuff on her first tour of the factory. Ew. I do remember that. Bill and Julia fought a lot, then they stopped fighting and made love. Even though the competitive Julia resented the way Harlan was grooming Bill and not her for bigger and better things. Yes. So it it would have been so, so much more detail if I had pulled in every single Oh yeah, Bill sure and Julia like a whole bunch of and whatever, but yeah. I tried to kind of I feel extra bad for her now when she's like, You're my boyfriend and you're taking my right, job. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's not just 
you know, oh, dad just wants an outside person. Right. It's, no, we're just being straight up sexist here. Ugh. So, but it's okay. Cause I mean, you know, Julia kind of went off and did her own thing. She did. As I we talked Julia. about with deception. So yeah, I think this is kind of a good place to get to stop. Kind of gives us a little bit of a background. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll get more into what happens. There are drugs involved. That's so crazy. Yeah. It wasn't just all ELQ. Yeah. I did not know. So join us on Monday. Maybe Maxie will have told us a little bit more about <laughs> the cartel. Can we just have her script and fill in all kinds of extra stuff for us? If you would like to just write a 10-page document <laughs> letting us know everything that should be talked about with the cartel. There you go. Just email it to us at peer54podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, my but gosh. But on Monday, we will talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.